just because someone carries it well does not mean it isn't heavy. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the show on all of the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe where all major podcasts are distributed. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Just because someone carries it well does not mean it isn't heavy. Perception is the main subject for today's episode. How do you perceive how other people handle their problems? Do you have realistic expectations on how your life should be going? And are you comparing yourself to others? (laughs) If you are, welcome to the human race. (laughs) So I think it's really important for us to get, get a full grasp of where we end and other people begin. And I don't know if if most people have really stopped to consider this because in our social media and information-rich culture, it's very, very difficult to remember, first of all, who we are and to remember that all of the things you see on the internet and all of the people you see on the internet are also human beings. Because what happens is, is there's a phenomenon, there's a uh, phenomenon where people edit. And if you're not fully aware of this, I really want you to consider what this, what this actually looks like. And, and to really stop and think about what it is that you share on the internet. And more importantly, what don't you share? Because that, that's where the truth lies. You know, and, and this is really, I think, true about just about every information thing and data thing. I hate using the word thing, but it, it, every piece of information and every piece of data you find on the Internet. The truth isn't in the data, generally speaking. The truth is in what's not being said, you know, what data is not being shared. And so I don't want to get too geeky on this, but I really want you to think about how you use information and how you use social media. Think about the things that you're willing to share and the things that you're like, nah, I better not. Because everybody else in the world feels the same way. And we all edit in a different way. And so what happens is, is we really don't see other people as they really are. What we see is their edited version of how they want you to perceive them. Really soak that one in. I mean, really think about that. Every time you see a person on social media, we're talking about the millions of people you come across. This includes me, it includes them, it includes you. You don't actually see who that person is. You only see the edited version of who that person is. Because we all self-edit. We even do it in our conversations. You know, when we're having a conversation with somebody, and especially if it's somebody we don't know and it's a new relationship and we're not entirely sure how they're going to perceive us just yet, 
we edit what we say. We edit certain things. We, we may have some jokes that we find funny but are wildly inappropriate for the moment. We just don't know if we, if we will be accepted if we say it, right? So we have a tendency to um, only portray a safer version and a more what we perceive will be a more acceptable version of ourselves. And the reason this is important to know is because our self-esteem is wrapped up in our perception of ourselves. And so what really happens with social media, and this is incredibly toxic and it's very difficult to overcome. It's also why I think many people should can reconsider having teenagers and young kids be on social media. What happens is, is because human beings compare, it's what we do. We are social creatures. We, we compare ourselves to each other. Uh, we tend to emulate others in order to kind of test on or try out new personalities. We kind of experiment with things because that's how we develop our identity. So what happens is, is as we, as we compare ourselves to other people, we're not really comparing ourselves to people when we're on social media. We're comparing ourselves to people's ideals of themselves. And now this may seem somewhat innocuous and unimportant at first, but then you, when you do that on a broad scale, when there's a significant amount of edited people on the internet, and then you see your life, which isn't edited because your life, by the way, you can't edit. <laughs> there's, there's, it, your life is just that, your life. You have all these flaws, you have all these issues, you have all these defects. And you carry them around with you and you can't forget about them. They're always there. So let's give an example of this. Let's say you're watching, you're on the internet and then there's a, there's a family that always posts all these positive, happy things that they do together as a family and they look so perfect with the perfect family. They're happy all the time and they're great. Two things. First of all, they're not great. All right. Everybody has their good moments and bad moments. This is just how reality works. Second of all, that's a perception that they want to show. So in other words, they're, they're revealing to, to you the good moments. And they may not be doing it to be malicious. So that's another important thing to, think, to remember. They may just be doing it because they want to share the good moments of their life. And this self-editing thing is not always manipulative or malicious. It's just something we do. They're like, well, why would it be even constructive to, to share all the bad stuff in our, me and our family are going through? So what happens is, is you're not really comparing yourself to real people. You're comparing yourselves to only the selected edited version of, of those people. And it's the same thing for people who are successful. And I think that's kind of where this quote really starts to line up. Just because someone carries it well, in other words, even though they put on a, a persona of being able to handle major atrocities or being able to handle life exceptionally well, it does not mean it's not heavy. It doesn't mean they don't deal with the reality. Because here's the dirty little secret is, and, and, and maybe you've you never heard this, but suffering, depression, anxiety, existential crisis, these are all 
part of the human condition, of everyone's human condition. And at some point, everyone wrestles with it. We all wrestle with what are we doing here? What is our purpose? Why, why do we make the choices we make? Why do I keep making mistakes? Why do I keep messing up? Why do I fail? Why do I... As like every human is dealing with that. Every single one. I don't, I don't care what you say. There are no superhumans out there. Now, here's the thing. Some people deal better with certain types of issues than others. I think that's divine. I think that there's a there's a reason for that. I think it's because we as a society were meant to carry each other's burdens. And so I do think that there are people who are more predisposed to handling certain types of stress well. But that does not mean they don't have other areas of their life that are overwhelming and and crippling. You know, we all have it. I've got I've, I've, I've definitely got it. I've got issues that, let's just say I have issues. There's no sense in going into detail on them. But what I'm saying is, is there, there are, people want to be at their best and they do. And, and they want, they unmaliciously portray themselves. I think most of the time it's just innocent in, in a safe and positive way. And, and if we don't remember because remember, this is an us problem. It's not a them problem. We can blame people for being positive on the internet, but that's ridiculous. But it's an us problem. If we're taking people's perceptions of themselves that they're portraying and we're getting angry or jealous or we think it makes us less than human or we make, we, we make, it makes us hate our lives, it makes us hate our current life situation, that, I, I hate to say it, that's an us problem. Like how they, how their lives impact us emotionally and how we perceive their lives it's not it's not their it's not their fault like we're the ones making the unhealthy comparison i'm going to move that into that a little bit further but before i do that wisdom worth knowing is brought to you by amazon audible if you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time then audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you with audible listening is the new reading you can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, you get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. You'll never be charged. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. So pause this podcast and head over to Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.WisdomWorthKnowing.org, and sign up for this exclusive offer right now. Now, so this is an us problem and, and, and we can project, we can get mad at them. We can be like, well, they, they, they're so fake. They put all this fake stuff out there and it's like, yeah, but in most cases people aren't, I mean, yeah, some people are doing it because of vanity and they're doing it to f- help themselves feel better. And that's fine, you know, and, and they may be struggling with that. That's, that's their thing, but 
how they make you feel is not their responsibility unless they're directly insulting you because we're the ones making the comparison, not them. You know, they're not pointing out the flaws in our life by being happy. And this is really like a toxic part of our culture at the moment is we don't, we get so angry as a culture at people for doing well, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of that's because we forget that, that everybody does do well at certain stages of their life and we, we are lives and we're supposed to celebrate that. And, and that's a good question to ask yourself as you watch people share their successes and the things that are going well for them in their lives at that moment. Are you the kind of person who gets angry? Are you the kind of person who gets jealous? Are you the kind of person who gets upset? Envious? Now, before you think I'm judging you, guess what? I'm that kind of person too. That's, that's everyone. We all have that feeling of envy and jealousy. The question is, is what do we do with the feeling? Do we accept it and really kind of feed it? And do we do we continue to feed that jealous frustration and and continue to feed the lie that our lives are supposed to be going the same as other people's lives? And oh well, they've got it so good because X, Y, and Z, and that's why they're able to be so happy. And you know, do we do we keep do we keep feeling that fueling that negative? thought process or do we say oh good for them no really that that's it oh good for them you know hey oh they got married good for them oh they got a new job good for them and do we say it do we compliment do we say hey good job hey congratulations hey that's awesome because i mean we have two ways we can respond to this you know we can respond negatively we can be angry and bitter we can assume, oh, well, that it wasn't heavy. They didn't even have to work for it. It was handed to them. It's like, no, that's not how this works. And, and yes, some things do come easier to people than others, but there's other areas of their life they're struggling with. And lifting people up in the few things they do well, I mean, that's, that's what we need to do. You know, we need to, we need to compliment people when they seem to handle things well. Because odds are behind whatever it is they're doing well, whether they, they are doing amazing at their jobs or amazing with their family or amazing in their relationship or amazing in their in their hobby or whatever it might be, whatever that is, that amazing thing is, I guarantee you behind it is hundreds of hours of frustration and practice and stress. And it kind of reminds, you, reminds me of the success iceberg and if you don't know this, there's like success iceberg photo. Because I really like this because like you see the tip of the iceberg. Like you see that, yeah, it's perfect. You can just Google this, success iceberg. You just see the tip of the iceberg, right? Which is success. Somebody being successful at something. And what you don't see is underneath the iceberg. I'm going to pull this image up here. So and like underneath it, which is buried in the water, which this is the part you don't see. And it's a massive part of the iceberg. So you only see the little tip at the top. You see hard work, persistence, discipline, sacrifice, late nights, rejection, passion, failure, doubt, fear. These are all the things that underlie 
whatever success you are you just so happen to be seeing. And another amazing thing about the internet, and this is this is particularly frustrating for me, is you do not see how much of it was it was. So the things that tend tend to rise above the fold that tend to be the most impressive. Think of these like child prodigies who are, you know, super amazing at playing music or uh, karate or some kind of a technique is you do not see how many years of practice that led up to that point. I mean, think about like the Olympics, right? We celebrate people at the Olympics and we only, we only see those people for what, like, like a couple hours out of an entire lifetime. Like this is their moment. (laughs) And then we finally get to see them at their moment. And this is them at their best. And then they, they win. It's like, oh, okay, great. You won. Congratulations. It's like, well, yeah, congratulations. It's like this, this took what? A decade of the hard work, persistence, discipline, sacrifice, late nights, rejection, passion, failure, doubt, fear. It took a decade of that sleepless nights, restlessness, exercise, discipline. Like we don't see any of that. And it's really easy for us to devalue the amount of work that goes into what people do to accomplish things successfully. And if we don't stop to take the time, which is really what I wanted to emphasize the most on on today's video and podcast. So if we don't stop to take the time to acknowledge that success is not something that really comes easily to any other human, any human. In that it's not necessarily about the end results, but it's about how good we get at mastering this process of discipline and 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 these things underneath the iceberg like that's really what we're trying to reaffirm so when we look at successful people like i said it's an us problem if we get angry and jealous a lot of the times it's because we don't realize that we are actually capable of those same things the problem is is in order to accomplish those things We need to master the things under the iceberg. We need to master the hard work. We need to master the persistence. We need to master the discipline, the sacrifice, the late nights, the rejection, the passion, the failure, the doubts, the fears. And what we're witnessing here should be something amazing because you're seeing you're seeing what is possible. You're seeing what is possible if. If I can only master myself and, and hone myself and temper myself into a, into a tool or a weapon, you know, that can, that can be sharp or strong in order to perform a certain task. And, and it's just much easier just to just get mad at him. It just, it just is. It's much easier to explain it away. It's much easier just to be jealous and envious. It's much easier to tear people down. And, and I just don't think that's the appropriate attitude. I just don't. And, and it is an us problem. You know, and if I catch myself doing this, I really, really try to remind myself like, no, what I'm seeing here is not, is not something that they just rolled out of bed one morning and they accomplished. That's not how this works. No, that's not, that's, that's not how reality works. And we do need to make sure we're still grounded in reality. 
Now, I do want to emphasize another part of this, the self-editing. And, and, I, and, I, and I want to emphasize the importance of understanding just how severe this self-editing has become. So a lot of what has happened is people try to, there are people who try to lie on the internet. So in other words, they're not just celebrating a success. They're literally making up things. They're, they're creating a false persona. And this is becoming a really, really like kind of, uh, what's the word for it? Because I don't want to use the word pathological, but it's more becoming a, um, a self-esteem induced addiction for people on social media. Because if we grew up in a, in a household or in an environment where we did not get any approval, it, or we, we faced rejection so heavily, especially as a kid, and we need what's called validation from other people. Social media, because of the nature of it, it's kind of a dangerous tool. And this is kind of why I always emphasize kids on social media aren't a great combo. Is that feedback you get when people like your posts and share your posts. It's like that, that's the self-esteem validation. And you can people can really get hooked on this. And so what happens is they start generating new and new content that kind of just feeds the the likes and dis, the likes and the feedback that is positive and then they actually start to become their entire image and their entire personality becomes what that group wants them to become. So they they actually literally reform their personalities to appeal to social media. And this is a dangerous trap that we can fall into, you know, as human beings is if we don't remember that social media is fake. I mean, there's 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 parts of it that are real, but the validation that comes from social media is generally fake. It's a detached thing. Then we can start to actually cultivate our everyday decisions on obtaining the approval of others. And the reason this is dangerous is because our self-esteem really does need to come from within ourselves. It just does. Because otherwise, we, we will be pulled around. We, it hands our power of, of ourselves, like our strength and our self-image. It hands it over. It outsources it to other people. And the reason this is bad, I know you might think, oh, that's just an innocent thing. It's like, well, the reason this is bad is because it really, really is a recipe for disaster. Because then when you get into a relationship or a friendship or a workplace, there are people who will take advantage of this flaw in your personality. Where if your self-esteem doesn't come from within and it, and it comes from other people, there's, a, there's an unhealthy power dynamic of of codependency where you require other people's approval. And so you will do things that are against your better judgment just so you, you get their approval, which means you will sacrifice your own dignity. You will lie. You will be willing to be taken advantage of simply so you can be accepted now, so if we condition ourselves to need this outside validation, 
in order to have self-esteem, which is what I think is one of the most dangerous pitfalls of, of social media, especially for kids, then we, we can't, we cannot develop that self-esteem and self-image on our own. Think about it in the context of like of math. All right. We'll just throw math out there. If we learn to do a math on our own, then anytime a math problem crosses our desk, we can sit down and solve it on our own. If we have a piece of technology that does our math for us, like a calculator, we outsource our math skill to that piece of technology. Now, this is okay to do with math because math is math. You know, it doesn't have, it's not a big dangerous part of our lives if it's not, if it doesn't come from within. Like math, math doesn't have to come from within. But when we outsource things like self-esteem and self-image, and we need our technology in order to, to feel whole as a human, nobody talks about this. This is not good. That is that is having the inappropriate relationship between you and your devices. Like, it, it, if we don't understand that that's what we're doing, and we all do it, I'm not judging people for it, but it's what we do because it's, it's easier to outsource our, our self-image to other, to random anonymous people on the internet it's easier to to draw our self-esteem from that than it is from within ourselves because then we never have to face ourselves and our own issues we can say well i might be a terrible person in my everyday life but these random strangers on the internet approve of me like that's what we turn it into but if if the problem is 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 once we lose that validation externally we still end up alone and powerless and so we've we've actually handed off our self-image to other people. And that, like I said, is a recipe for disaster because it, do, it really does create the wrong relationship dynamic. You may end up being in a relationship and then you'll need that other person to constantly approve of your behavior so that you'll feel good about yourself. And that's, that's not good, right? You need to find a way to dig deep down within yourself, reconcile the fact that you're an imperfect human, come to terms with that dark part of your personality that you hate or despise and love yourself anyway. That way, you can't fall into this trap. I think a lot of, in a lot of ways, that's what vanity really is. You know what I mean? It's, it's, the, it's the outsourcing of our self-esteem. That's why it's so dangerous. It's, it's, not, it's not as simple as people being full of themselves. I think it's, it's, it's a deeper spiritual sickness that we can fall into that, that we don't become a person that's whole. There's, there's actually a part of ourselves that is now dependent on the world and other people in order for us to be a whole person. And that's, that's the danger. So I think that's a good place to close that out at. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I appreciate you stopping by. Now, before you leave, please like, share, and subscribe on all and comment on all of the major social networks. That actually helps feed the algorithm so that the show gets recommended to other people. And uh, also, if you're on a major podcast platform, please stop and take the time to leave a review and a five-star one. If, if you don't want to leave a five-star one, just go ahead and don't do that. <laughs> but uh, also, you can subscribe where any major podcast is distributed. Don't forget to check out the website at wisdomworthknowing.org. There's other ways to connect to the show and dig into the show there. 
And let's remember, just because someone carries it well, it does not mean it isn't heavy. So thank you for stopping by for today. And as always, let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can for today. Because as always, that's all we can do. I will see you all tomorrow.